Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Happy Friday, Sky and Daniel back with you, joined by our longtime brother Curly, bringing in the Week 11 NFL picks and checking in with our fantasy teams. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions to our email address, tckpod at gmail.com, and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Can you spell cat? Sightly. Gents, how are we? Uh, doing good. Well, I'm a little confused. I, I, don't, I don't know where October and November went. Um, it's Thanksgiving all of a sudden, and uh, we only have a few more weeks of fantasy football, so it's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm a little lost, uh, but, uh, you know, a little sad, a little nostalgic, but hanging in there, ready for the playoffs. Well, the good, yeah. news, the good news about this season uh, almost being over is that next season is closer to starting, which means we might be able to root for the Niners again soon. <laughs> And talk about fantasy football all summer exactly. long. <laughs> Not convinced. I'm just I'm just looking forward to talking about the Warriors all winter. That's pretty much my whole thing at this point. So. There we go. There we go. Love it. Cool. Well, uh, we had a doozy last night. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um, we have our week eleven picks, of course. 
And then we'll jump into some uh, big prime matchups here coming down the stretch in our fantasy leagues, both the League of Record and the Listener League. Uh, before we get into last night's game and recap really quick, uh, I want to go over um, our general places, uh, placing, I guess, uh, for our um, overall records. Uh, last week, uh, the three of us, uh, just so listeners know, the three of us do our picks separately, of course, uh, being in three different states, but we input them and we don't talk about them beforehand. Last week was uh, quite unique in that we literally picked every single game the same. Um, so that uh, that wasn't a big change. But this week we have many games that are different, so it'll be interesting. So last week the overall stayed the same, but Curly still in a five-game lead, 95-52-2, and two, and Daniel and I tied at 90-57-2. and two. Everybody was 8-6 and six last week, so maybe we should have uh, gone against the grain a little bit more. Um, before we get into our picks, guys, uh, quick reactions on, on last night. Mike. Mike McCarthy is not <laughs> done, maybe not right this second, but he's 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 about, I think, at the end of his tenure in Green Bay. That's so why not right this away. second? That's actually a fair point, I and mean, maybe maybe I'm giving him too much. Well, who? Yeah, who are they going to put in there? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers secretly loves him. I don't know what's going no, on. No, I, I, I no, no, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's a professional athlete, and he is knows his role on the team and he has to respect his coaches i don't think he like dislikes the guy on on a personal level but um i think he does now yeah i mean i just think aaron Rodgers could really turn himself loose on his own and uh so anyway yeah so well it's what do you guys think about aaron last night though it it, because i don't know i've been under the impression all season that it's mike's fault it's mike's fault it's mike's fault but i don't know i i I've been, I, I was noticing. I've been noticing that Rodgers has just been off, and he hasn't been playing as great as he usually does. And last night, especially, he was missing some throws. He made some amazing, you know, not humanly possible throws, but he 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 was really missing on some of the easier throws. What do you, yeah. uh, did you guys notice that? Do you guys see that Dan, a little bit too? Daniel, or? go ahead, and I'll, I'll give my thoughts here, and then we'll get into I, our games. I, I, I personally think Aaron Rodgers is fine. I, I don't know. I think I think ultimately this is a function of the fact that. Mike McCarthy's dialing up all these ridiculous, long-developing third-down plays that just resulted in sacks, and Aaron Rodgers was, you know, running for his life in a lot of these types of situations. Um, I think that's going to affect him on other plays when he's having to deal with crap like that, even in the more easy plays. Right. Um, I think, you know, there was a lot of – I'm, I'm putting this pretty much straight on McCarthy personally. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is perfectly fine, um, but – well, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but I, to me, he looks he looks comparable to the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen in recent years. I agree. I think yeah. a big I think a big knock on this offense in general is a beat up offensive line and a, yep. a shit ton of really talented, like raw talented but inexperienced receivers. And we saw right. last night that Rodgers was basically like, "All right, Devonte, it's you and me. <laughs> like we're gonna go try to win this game, the two of us." And they almost did. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. St. Brown, Equinemius St. Brown is awesome. I think I think these guys are going to be incredible next year as a package. Randall Cobb will be gone. Devontae will be, you know, top dog, obviously. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinemius St. Brown will both be a year experienced. Um, Jimmy Graham, if he's around, will be whatever. Tight end position isn't very relevant. Looks like he's injured all of a sudden with a potentially serious thumb injury after the game. Yes, it's Aaron- official, actually. It's official, actually. It's broken. He's going to be oh, out. Oh, I didn't <laughs> – 
Yeah, that literally just came out uh, a few minutes ago, I think. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna miss significant time. Oh man, well he's done for the fantasy season then. For the fantasy season, yes, he's done. Oh sure. man, that's a bummer. All right, well, and and then of course Aaron Jones is the truth, you know. But but they're gonna be wrapping him up next year. I just think the Packers with the new coaching staff, I think, and a reboot will be back to normal next year. But this year has been been pretty brutal, and I, I think it's a mix of uh, McCarthy and Rodgers not being on the same page of what they want to do, but also. This offense in general just is, uh, you know, it's pretty rough and young. So I think they'll be awesome next year, but this year's been a little bit tough. Of course, we'll talk about Rodgers in a second um, because I'm I'm the uh, holder in the league of record, and I've I texted you guys during the game last night that I'm thinking about moving off of him uh, to try to try to upgrade potentially if necessary before the playoffs. But we'll get to that later when we cover our teams. On a fantasy standpoint, Devonte Adams, of course, uh, absolutely beasted out. Uh, Curly, you're welcome. Actually, both he is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, ten, uh, 12 targets, 10 catches, 166. Uh, sh- you know, could have had a career, yeah, high. career high. Should have had a longer touchdown. Aaron Rodgers uncharacteristically underthrew him. Um, Aaron Jones, again, uh, has been unchained. Uh, just a couple of touches for Jamal Williams. So he's done, barring a Jones injury. Good to see that. I think Rodgers will be just fine. Russell Wilson doing what he does. Uh, Tyler Lockett broke free although I thought it was an incompletion that they called at the end of the game there that's, that was never reviewed. But uh, I don't think he should have been credited for that, which could have changed the entire game. Um, Doug Baldwin, uh, I, have to, I have to say, Doug Baldwin looked really good last night. Um, he looks healthy. And if he's going to be healthy and back to what he was a couple of years ago, I think that's going to increase this entire Seahawks offense. Both him, of course, Lockett as well, and Russell Wilson. And uh, when Chris Carson's healthy, holy shit, that dude's an animal. Um, so I think the other two running backs can be uh, put on the put on the wayside as as long as Carson is in there. Although obviously Mike Davis and Rashad Penny have both shown signs of potential, but uh, you know Chris Carson and, and Carroll are BFFs for now. Any other uh, fantasy takeaways from you guys before we move on? Hmm. No, no. Penny Penny is a playmaker though. He's a real deal. I, I I would prefer to get him the ball than Chris Carson, but yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Chris Carson, he's he pounds it. You know, he's a pounder. Yep. I think that's more the Seahawks style too. It's more Marshawn Lynch than than a, a a James White. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think okay. Penny is going to kind of mold more into that role of the 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 you know third down back potentially or Mike Davis. I mean, it's really kind of still a headache, but Chris Carson is is the dude while he is in there. So. Yeah. Uh, that pretty much covers um, Thursday night football. Seahawks get the W, and the Packers are on the brink of elimination, frankly, I think. Um, they're not going to catch the Bears, uh, and I don't think they're going to catch the Vikings either. Um, so I'm definitely concerned about them missing the playoffs. And the Seahawks, of course, aren't going to catch the Rams, but they could be uh, in a better position um, in the wild card. Uh, situation there in the NFC. So let's move on to yeah. our yeah right. Let's move on to our first game here. We have the Atlanta Falcons four and five hosting the Dallas Cowboys both four and five here. And a quick note before we move on. Sorry, I had a note here. I wanted to read the Packers have lost seven straight road games dating back to last year. Ouch! That is enough to get your head coach fired yesterday. So I don't expect him to last much longer. Certainly not through to next year. Moving on to Atlanta and Dallas. A uh, quick note here. The Cowboys have not beaten the Falcons in Atlanta since 2006. Who do you guys have here in this game? Early Cowboys, unfortunately. <laughs> Why am I picking the Cowboys? Uh, let's see. Why am I picking? So, yeah, this is a tough pick for me. I mean, I mean, these first couple of picks on our, on our board 
Uh, they're really a coin toss. Um, I originally picked the Seahawks over the Packers, but, uh, but I, I, I just, I, I, know, I just had a hunch that the pack, man, the Packers should have won. They should have won that game. They choked. Anywho, they moving choked. on to this game, Cowboys at Falcons. I'm going with the Cowboys. Um, yeah, both teams are so up and down this year. Uh, but the Cowboys are coming off a very strong win, uh, and the Falcons just lost to the Browns in a very sloppy performance. Uh, and the yeah, Falcons' defense, they got a bit smashed by um, uh, um, by uh, 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 by Chubb. How many yards yeah. did he have? Like 160 or something? Yeah. So, yeah, a lot I of think, that was on one run, but still. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a, big, a big-ass run, uh, 85 yeah. yards or so. But Nine, 92. 90, 92. Holy cow. I'm going to get him on my fantasy team. So, <laughs> so yeah, I can see Zeke. Um, I can see Zeke doing similar. Um, and Zeke, like I've said in the past, Zeke and Dask, Dak, they have a little something going with this RPO. Uh, and they can stretch the field now that they have an actual wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think this is a pretty even split. But I think the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys have just been, they've looked better recently, too. And the Falcons have been kind of a mess. Yeah, I think I think ultimately this this comes down to me as as uh, Falcons at home, uh, and just uh, I think Zeke will shred them ridiculously, quite frankly. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I just think Matt Ryan at home has been particularly ridiculous, um, and that's a trend that's that's gone on for quite some time. And I just think that that ultimately the the Falcons passing. I think this can this has a chance to be a shootout, and I think the Falcons passing game is just too going to be too good uh, at home. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Falcons. I agree. I think the Cowboys are actually going to be able to slow down a little bit. The Falcons passing attack just because their cornerbacks have been so good. I actually expect a really big game out of Austin Hooper. uh, Oddly enough, um, just because I think, you know, Julio's Julio, but Ridley and Sanu, I think will be tamed a little bit here with these cornerbacks. And I think without Sean Lee over the middle for the Cowboys that uh, Austin Hooper, who's been quietly, you know, one of the top five tight ends in fantasy and in, in the NFL this season. Uh, I think he can, he can have a big game here, but for me, this just comes down to a shootout as well. I totally agree. I don't, I think the Cowboys play well in close games because they do have Zeke. Dak is playing much better. They do have the the weapon of Amari Cooper and their defense has been pretty surprising this season um, playing well. And of course they just took care of the Eagles. Uh, I don't think they can keep pace though with the Falcons in order to beat them. And you're right. Matt Ryan at home has been uh, just a different beast in the dome there in Atlanta. So I will take the Falcons as well. Let's move on to Baltimore. We have the four and five Ravens hosting the five and four bungles. The bungles are again, without AJ green Um, Curly, you can talk about that trade. Uh, We mentioned it on yesterday's podcast, but you can talk about the trade when we get to our fantasy teams. Um, But it looks like you'll have to wait another week, which I think you were uh, prepared for and probably not a great matchup anyway against these Ravens. Uh, The Ravens are the first uh, three-game losing streak since 2016. So the Ravens have been stumbling. The Bengals have certainly been stumbling. Both these teams are kind of (laughs) – yeah, both these teams are really gasping for air here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just read a report before we hopped on, and if, uh, we're, we're recording this podcast uh, early afternoon, uh, West Coast time, and basically Joe Flacco is doubtful as of now. I just think Harbaugh refuses to admit that he's not going to play in this game, so he won't tell the media, but I think really we have to prepare the rest of our Ravens options for either RG3 or Lamar Jackson. It looks like Lamar Jackson right now is the favorite, but I really encourage listeners to pay attention. Uh, Hopefully Daniel will have a report by tomorrow's news and notes episode 
uh, with an actual name here. But as of right now, we don't know who the quarterback is. The only person I'm excited about is Alex Collins. Um, but I yeah. think the Ravens defense ultimately is going to be able to beat the Bengals without A.J. Green. And I don't think Joe Mixon will be enough by himself. And I think the Ravens will have enough on offense. So I'll take the Ravens at home. Yeah, um, I'm inclined to agree with all that. The latest I've heard, and this isn't necessarily an official report from the team, it's from a beat writer, but basically the, 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 the assumption is that Lamar Jackson is going to start and that RG3 will sort of, sort of spell him at times. Oh. Um, so, so we'll see how it goes. I don't, I'm staying away from both of them, quite frankly, from, for fantasy purposes. But for reality purposes, I don't think it matters who the hell is there. I think they're going to beat the, the Bengals. I think the Bengals' defense has been unbelievably bad um obviously they fired their defensive coordinator and now uh um, marvin lewis is going to be making calling the plays on defense but i don't think it's going to matter the talent just isn't there don't forget about hugh jackson um, that's right that's right i forgot that's right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's okay. <laughs> he was here to, save, to save the day in cincinnati um yeah no i i, I just ultimately think yeah that i think the Bengals. excuse me the, the ravens defense is just gonna uh, uh uh absolutely smother the the sort of injury-riddled Bengals offense. And let's not forget, not only is A.J. Green doubtful and almost undoubtedly not going to play, but I guess John Ross is questionable too. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, lot, there's a lot of injuries over there that I think are piling up. And, and Dalton's been awful, um, or was awful at least last week. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the Bengals here. Or excuse me, the Ravens, taking the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, John Ross looks like a groin. He's still questionable. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't say if he's practiced or not yet. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. And I'm running out of options for my flex spots. This is getting bad. Um, who am I picking? Yeah, I don't know. I, I have Ravens written down here, but with, there's so many injuries. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have the Ravens written down on my piece of paper, but I picked the Bengals on this spreadsheet that we go off of. So uh, I, it could it could change. But maybe right a tie then? Yeah, a coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I'm picking the Rave or the Rave. I'm picking the Bengals because, well, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, a rookie quarterback making his first start, it's hard to pick a team, you know, with a quarterback making his first start. You, you never know how it's going to turn out. It's, a, it's the same exact reason why you're not putting him in your fantasy lineup yet. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, the, the Bengals, yeah, the Bengals are dealing with injuries too. So it's just, it's just going to be just as ugly over there. But I don't know, they did flash, you know, greatness in, in the first quarter of the season. So I think they can be a good team. Uh, Dalton needs to, he needs to get some, I don't know, orange slices or something at halftime, but has, yeah, he's looked real bad. So I think if, if Dalton can just piece it together just a little bit, um, if the Bengals, you know, that without AJ Green last week, they were terrible. So I think they can figure out a little bit, you know, they can, they can learn from their mistakes last week a little bit and put something together, but yeah, this is, this is going to be an ugly game. So I guess I'm going to pick the Bengals. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate the, uh, uh, the case for the Bengals. I just, even Lamar Jackson being a, a rookie and starting his first, you know, game, he did play well in the preseason. RG3, of course, has been out for a handful of years now, but he played uh, at a very high level when he came out um, in Washington. I just think there's not a better matchup right now for a rookie quarterback to come in. And this is not week one. You know, this is week 11. He's been playing right. multiple plays per game. He's been on the sidelines. He's, he sees the NFL speed. The Bengals are atrocious, as Daniel said, both against the run and the pass. 
unless Lamar Jackson completely blows it, which I don't think he's going to do, I think the Ravens win this one easily at home. Um, so fair enough. Yeah, you're, you're the odd man out there. The next game, it looks like we have a trifecta um, with the Lions hosting the Panthers. The Panthers 6-3, and three, the Lions 3-6 and six all of a sudden. That happened quickly. Uh, Cam Newton, 100-plus passer rating in four straight games. Of course, the Panthers got spanked on Thursday night last week with the Steelers, but we can almost throw that one out quickly. Uh, he did have a couple dump-off passes to McCaffrey, who scored, so it kind of boosted his um, fantasy uh, numbers. But the Lions are, are certainly beat up. Um, we've got a trifecta here. I'll, I'll keep it short on my side. I'm going to take the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers as well. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll take. I'll go ahead and take the Panthers. I will say just one one minor thing is that the Panthers are playing consecutive road games outside the division, which is actually quite tough, as it turns out. Um, but nevertheless, the Lions are, are seriously struggling. They look awful against the Bears last week. Uh, Marvin Jones is officially yeah. out. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think the Panthers are going to get back. I think a lot of it's going to come down to their defense, though. Obviously, their defense are quite good this year and then decided to allow five touchdowns to Ben Roethlisberger when he was playing me in fantasy, which is just swell. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, anyway, so – but nevertheless, I expect, I expect their defense to, to rebound and, and have a good week against Detroit. So, definitely taken uh, – Yeah, we, and uh, Daniel and I made, made more of a case on the uh, fantasy players in this game on, on yesterday's episode if you want to rewind and listen to that one for more analysis on this one. But frankly, for me, it just comes down to I just think the Panthers are going to bounce back. They're well-coached. The Lions are sputtering out of control. Uh, their two top receivers are out and not on the team anymore. I don't think Galladay can carry him. Carry on Johnson should get a lot of touches, but I don't know that he's going to be enough. And I don't think Theo Riddick is as much of a weapon as they're going to need uh, to keep up with the Panthers. So, yes, I, I agree it's on the road uh, outside of the division, which, which could certainly be uh, challenging. But um, I think the Panthers will have enough here. So we do have a trifecta Panthers all around. Uh, this next one, um, Daniel, looks like you're the odd man out here. We'll let you go first. The Colts, four and five, host the five and four Titans. And Andrew Luck, listen to this, nine and zero oh versus the Titans in his career. Very impressive. Um, Daniel, you have you have the Titans here. Uh, make the case against Andrew Luck. Yeah, I, I mean, this isn't as much a case against Andrew Luck as it is a case for the Titans' defense. Um, I think. Uh, I think. I think they've been particularly stingy. Obviously, they just held the Patriots to 10 points. Uh, they're sitting at a league best, 16.8 points allowed per game. Uh, so so based on that and, and the fact that their offense is finally starting to click, Marcus Mariota looks great. Um, you know, he's the, the, the uh, you know, the, the receiving core is, is looking great. Um, Johnny Smith is starting to make an impact at tight end. Um, I think they have a lot of things going right for them right now. I'm kind of going to ride the wave uh, of what they've been doing. Um, this was a tough call for me. The Colts offense is quite potent um, and they've been doing very well lately as well. Also, of course, um, and they are at home. So this was really tough, but I'm just going to kind of, I'm kind of buying into the Titans right now. Um, I actually think that they end up winning that division quite frankly. Wow. Um, and uh, I know it's kind of, a, kind of a bold take against uh, Houston, but, uh, but it is it's my, my bold prediction. Um, anyway, so I'll go ahead and take Tennessee here. I'm going to go with the Colts. Got to go with the Colts. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this, the, the uh, Titans defense, is, this is going to be a really tough matchup. I think uh, it'll be a good game, though, because I think both teams have momentum going with them. Uh, and like Daniel just mentioned, the, the Titans defense is looking pretty darn good. Uh, they just gave up 10 points to the Patriots. 
I mean, Dude, that's real. That's really impressive when you can hold yeah, the Patriots and not, to just sorry ten to points. Cut you off, but I, I I watched all of that game on CBS, um, and. The Titans straight up whooped their ass, dude. I think I texted you guys during the game, and I was like, "The Patriots are straight up getting beat up by the Titans," and like, yeah, that was very impressive. Yeah, Offense really and good. defense, frankly. Yeah, but I'm just going with the, I'm going with the Colts here because the Titans, you know, they just haven't been consistent enough this season, and maybe that's because of uh, Mariota's injury. But they've all, you know, they've been up and down a little bit uh, with that defense when they're on the road too. If this was at home, if the Titans were at home, I would definitely be picking the Titans. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck, he's getting stronger and stronger every week, so I got to go with the I agree Colts with Curly. Here. I'm going to go with the Colts as well. I think Andrew Luck is, is certainly healed and, and uh, better off than I thought he was going to be overall this season, uh, just on a health perspective. Um, of course, I was knocking him pretty heavily during the preseason, but it was just – it wasn't his talent. It was his health, and, and he certainly looks good to go now. Um, and T.Y. Hilton – uh, looks fine. He should be able to break free. Uh, of course, they have uh, two incredible well, three, I guess, Jesus Christ, three dynamic tight ends. Uh, so you can't really, you know, plan game plan for any of them. I really like the Titans. And actually, I'm the opposite of Daniel here. I, I, this is a really tough pick for me to choose the Colts over the Titans. Of course, if you've been listening for a few weeks, I'm very bullish on Marcus uh, Mariota. And he's finally healthy and looks good. Their tight, Their defense looks really great. I just think this is one of those, I think, Daniel, you mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or the week after, I think you picked against, maybe it was the Saints, I can't remember, but you thought it was kind of like a hangover game or something like, it was a big win and they were going to overlook their opponent or, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that was, I was, I was putting that as, as kind of a, a contradictory narrative. That's I, it was something that, that, you know, people kind of talk about. I don't know if I believed it, but, but yeah, this idea of a hangover game is an interesting concept. I feel like this, somebody should look at this statistically. I'm sure somebody probably has. Sure. But, well, um, well, I'll tell you, I mean, cool. on the, on the micro level, not to, not to digress too much, but you know, all of us, you know, played baseball our entire lives growing up and, and uh, you know, high school football and stuff like that. Like it definitely happens. You know, if you have a better opponent coming up or you beat a really good team, it's hard to get up that high again for the next opponent if they're inferior. And um, so, anyway, it, it's definitely real. I think this is going to be a hangover game for the Titans is basically what it comes down to. Um, I think the Titans have a huge win, very emotional game for Vrabel and everybody else, Deion Lewis beating up on the Patriots. And this is a divisional game. The Colts need to win this game. They've been playing really well. I could just see the Colts being at home. Andrew Luck's been on fire at home. Obviously has this 9-0 track record against the Titans. And uh, I just can see the Titans coming out flat. And if they do, I think that the, they don't have the offense to keep up with the Colts if this becomes somewhat of a shootout. And Andrew Luck certainly does, even with that terrible defense. So um, I'm going to take the Colts. This might be a risky one, but I'll take the Colts. And uh, Curly, really quick, I'm looking at your slate here. We have seven 10 a.m. games. Well, 10 a.m., we're on the West Coast. Seven 10 a.m. games in the morning slot. And you pick just one home team, which is the Colts, which I think is interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I just I happened to that. glance over and, and notice that. So uh, you're looking look, – all the road dogs, but it looks like you picked all the home teams for <laughs> the afternoon slot. So we'll get to that here in just a second. So, all right, uh, Daniel goes Titans. Curly and I go with the Colts. Let's move on to uh, – East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, this is going to be a doozy here, huh? The uh, Giants, two and seven, coming off a, a huge win versus the Niners on Monday Night Football, hosts the Buccaneers at three and six. They still have another week of uh, well, he's Fitzpatrick for the moment. 
uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, this one, <laughs> this game is going to be interesting. It's it's Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham versus the Buccaneers' last-ranked scoring defense. Uh, this one could get ugly quickly. I'm going to just save the drama, I guess, on my side. I'm going to go Giants and big, frankly, I think. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm taking Giants. I'm also thinking big. No, the Bucks. The Bucks defense was bad when they were healthier, and now they're even more banged up. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing. I was doing news and or prepping for news and notes, and I was putting together stuff and just looking at, at all the injuries that all the people that are going to be out this week uh, on the Bucks defense. And like I said, they were bad when those guys were in the lineup. So I. I just think. Uh, I think a case could be made. Saquon Barkley, but I don't know about number one because of Gurley, but I think a case could be made for him being the number two running back this week. Yeah. I think he's going to absolutely shred Tampa Bay, uh, and I think Eli Manning is going to shred Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, and I, I just think ultimately, yes, uh, you know, the, the Bucks have some offense. They're going to, you know, Fitzpatrick will throw for 400 yards or some shit, but I, I ultimately I think they're just going to give up, you know, a gazillion points, and, and the Giants – also, the fact of the Giants showed some fight against the Niners last week. They actually looked pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, so I think that in general, you know, they might be, uh, even though they're kind of tanking, they might be trending up just a little bit. Uh, and like I said, the Bucks have all kinds of problems. So definitely taking Giants and big. I can never pick Eli Manning, so I'm going <laughs> to yes. go Bucks here. <laughs> Simple. I mean, both of these teams are just competing for the worstest coaching staff of the year. I mean, <laughs> outside of the Raiders, the Raiders take the cake, but. Um, I mean, holy cow! Look at the Bucks. Like, how, how many weapons you have on offense, and you can't even put together like a half decent defense and win a few games. This is really bad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I really didn't care enough about this game to do any research. So I just picked the Bucks because I think that you know that they have way more weapons on offense, and I think uh, I think it was a little bit of a folly what we saw last last week with the Giants and with uh, oh, with with Eli Manning. I think he looked okay on some but I mean if you watch the game film Odell Beckham Jr. God, he is he's like he is he's such a so good route sick. runner he was wide he was freaking wide open like almost every single route he ran and he's just like juking guys out of their cleats and Eli could barely hit him when he's wide open so I just have no trust in Eli Manning so I'm gonna go and you know Fitz Fitzpatrick Fitz magic whatever you want to call it he's looked he's looked okay. You know, he's looked great one quarter and terrible another quarter. So I just think this might be a good game where, where he looks awesome all four quarters and he puts up a ton of points. So I'm going to go. Yeah, this, could be, this could be an interesting, like I could see this game being like randomly like 17 to 14, or it could be, you know, 30 to 28 kind of a thing. I mean, uh, the, both these defenses are pretty rough and these offenses do have explosion capabilities. It's just a matter of who clicks, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on here. We have the uh, Washington Redskins hosting the Houston Texans, both divisional leaders, both at six and three. Uh, the Texans are coming off of a six game win streak and tied for the second longest in team history. Um this is a trifecta as well. Uh, let's have uh, Dana. Why don't you go first on this one? Yeah, I think I don't. I I will never understand the Washington Redskins. I have no idea how they're six and three. Zero. Dude, they've been. They've I been. Mean, sorry. 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 I'll give them that. But um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. Sorry to cut you off again. I, I just was gonna say that they seem to be this team every year, and then they yeah. end up. They end up around five hundred but they're like really good for spurts. They lose about four in a row in spurts. Like the Redskins are always kind of the same team. It's, it's really weird. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I just had that thought yeah. when you said that. 
they, I mean, obviously their offense is totally banged up. I mean, Maurice Harris is their best receiver right now. Um, you know, they, they, uh, they've been getting by on, on clamping down zone, but I'm not clear on how long they'll be able to keep doing that on the Texan side. They're coming off a bye. They're fresh. Uh, I think, you know, JJ Watt, JV on Clowney, I think are going to make run for his life. Um, and I think, I think ultimately they're just going to clamp down on them too much. And I think Washington's, you know, incredibly mangled offense is just going to get pulverized. So I, I'm going to go ahead and take Houston. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm picking the, the the Texans for similar reasons. I can, I can just see that defense shutting down Adrian Peterson and trying to shut down that run game and, and make Al Smith throw the ball. And well, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't been a great quarterback this year. So, um, so yeah, I think it'll be pretty easy to shut down that offense uh, and contain them quite a bit, but yeah, both, both of these defense are, you know, they're top ranked. So um, this will be a tough matchup for both offenses, but Texans easy pick for me for sure. Yeah. Likewise. I, I think it comes down to just, you know, um, the defensive line for the Texans is healthy, strong and unstoppable and the offensive line for the Washington Redskins is destroyed um, right now. And I, I agree with, with mm-hmm. Curly. I think if they shut down Adrian Peterson, this game's over. Um, Alex Smith just is not playing to what he did in Kansas City, which I don't think is a surprise. But uh, he doesn't have the weapons to compete. And um, I think Josh Norman is, is just kind of overrated and washed. I made a comment a couple of weeks ago when he tackled Julio Jones instead of giving up a big-ass play. He's just kind of a punk. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins is straight up going to work him the entire game. Um, so I'm going to take the Texans, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they blow him out even on the road. Uh, let's move on to Jacksonville. Goodness gracious, what the hell happened to the Jaguars? Uh, the Jaguars are one of two winless teams in the NFL since week five. The Jaguars host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jags are three and six somehow, and the Steelers on fire six, two, and one, of course, coming off of a drubbing uh, Thursday night football. Uh, Curly, why don't you kick us off here? Sure. I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. Big Ben is on fire, but I can, I can definitely see him cooling down a little bit on this matchup because he's, you know, he's got to travel and he's on the road, and we all know about Big Ben. Um, Fournette back and healthy last week. He, you know, he didn't, he didn't put up any, uh, super exciting numbers, but what, how many hand, how many uh, touches did they get? Like upper twenties, almost 30 touches mm-hmm. in his first week back. So, so he's, you got to think he's fully healthy and he's fully ready to go. Um, and I can see him, you know, pounding the heck out of the ball there. Uh, the biggest is so with him back to the Jags did look better this past week versus the Colts, but, but yeah, this is going to be a, a heck of a tough matchup. And I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Um, Bortles looked a little better last week as well, but going with the Steelers, you know, they just, they just have the super hot hand right now. So I'm going to, I'm picking the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I got to agree. I'm taking the Steelers in this one. I will say that I, I think some of the stuff I'm reading thinks that this is going to be a blowout. I actually kind of agree with Curly that I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. This is generally the kind of game that the Steelers have lost in the Mike Tomlin era. They're playing down against a struggling opponent on the road after notching a series of big wins. I could, I could see the Jaguars kind of making this semi-interesting. Um, and, and remember that the, basically the same Jaguars roster beat the Steelers twice last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something to know, but that being said, Jaguars are seriously struggling. Their offenses in shambles, uh, Steelers playing really well. Uh, I think, I think, uh, Pittsburgh pulls this out. I agree. I actually like the close game narrative, uh, but the same roster beat 
the Steelers, but these yeah, players are not playing the same as they did last I don't know year. What that means. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just matchup for matchup. Sure. But uh, the Steelers are on fire right now. The Jags are not um, their defense is getting uh, is getting beat up. The th- I think the one thing that, that is kind of flying under the radar here in fantasy circles, because we don't talk about defenses, uh, AJ Bouye, at least to my notes, maybe one of you guys can, can double check while I'm talking here to make sure I'm pretty sure AJ Bouye is coming back this week. Um that is going to help the, the defense for Jacksonville significantly. Of course, he's been out for a couple of weeks, um, but matchup to matchup. I just think big Ben is, you know, clearly better than, than, uh, than Bortles. I think uh, Connor is going to be better in this offense. He's healthy uh, without uh, over Fournette and, and his situation. Of course, we don't have the, the drama of Le'Veon anymore. Um, I think Vance McDonald could have a big game against the, the opening there and the second um, over the middle there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I just think, you know, Jalen Ramsey's a beast, but Antonio is, I think, just better, frankly. Um, so I think Juju ha- and Antonio have the upper hand on Bouye and, and uh, Jalen Ramsey. So overall, I'm going to take the Steelers even on the road, but this is going to be a, a very close game. And of course, uh, yeah, I think the Steelers are just trying to get some revenge here after uh, two, two losses last year. But definitely an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be a shootout by any means. Um, definitely a, a close one, but I'll take the Steelers as well. So another trifecta. Uh, let's move on to the afternoon slate. We have another doozy here in Arizona. Curly, a little hometown <laughs> little hometown rivalry here. We got uh, – The red zone. <laughs> we got <laughs> the red zone versus the black hole. Love that. Oh, my God. Love that. <laughs> Weird. Love that. <laughs> We have the two and seven high flying Cardinals versus the uh, the darkness that is the one and eight Raiders. The Raiders third worst start in team history at one and eight. Um, who's picking the Raiders? You can go first. Awkward. Okay, uh, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I'll take the Cardinals. Uh, they have legitimate players. They have a much better offensive scheme now that they have coaches. David Johnson is catching his stride at the perfect time. Larry Fitz has turned back the clock the last few weeks. Um, Josh Rosen starting to find his feet. Their defense is playing better. I think they smash on the Raiders, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I think Cardinals as well. Go ahead, Daniel. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. I mean, I think the Cardinals gave the Chiefs a bit of a tough time last week. I mean, that was pretty cool, I thought. Uh, you know, so so I think the Cardinals are trending up. Obviously, they're still, you know, they're going nowhere near any – contention and there's still major work in progress but uh but they definitely i like their outlook going forward um you know especially against uh you know even against media you know decent teams let alone the raiders who are more or less thinking about i think vacation at this point um they're starting to book their flights and whatnot to cabo or wherever but uh but uh yeah i i think the cardinals smoke them badly i agree yep same way yep Yep. Okay. Let's move on. We have the Chargers and the Broncos. Uh, this one's a mismatch records wise, but this is always a good game. Always usually a close game. Um, Rivers tends to struggle versus the Broncos period. Um, and uh, Daniel, I believe you, you brought up the stat about Keenan Allen and Chris Harris Jr. Uh, yesterday, which I thought was, um, which was great. So this could definitely be a challenging game. Um, but all, all three of us have the Chargers. spoil alert, but uh, I do think this is going to be closer um, do you guys think this is going to be – I don't think it's a surprise that we're all picking the Chargers, but I guess my question is, do you think it's going to be a battle or do you think the Chargers take care of them pretty handily here? My my personal take is I think the Chargers take care of them handily. Um, 
Okay. Because because I, I think I think that uh, ultimately I just think Melvin Gordon is too much of a difference maker at this point because I think the the one I mean Denver does a really good job with the pass rush that's what their defense does is they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback but I think Melvin Gordon is just going to kind of neutralize that um, and this is where the this is the area where the Broncos have struggled on defense they've given up a lot of uh, points to to good runners um, and I think I think Gordon shreds them and I think that's going to be um, I think that's going to be a pretty significant um uh uh factor in this one and the the, the chargers offensive line has uh, deserves a lot of credit too they've they've uh rivers is only being sacked what is it one 1. 1.3 times per game so uh even against a good pass rush they might be able to hold their own so i think the chargers are just just too damn good right now broncos are headed for a coaching change i think they're getting ready to sort of mail it in um even in i know this is kind of a, a big matchup for them and they'll play you know they'll play hard and i think it'll you know they'll 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 give it they'll give it their all, but ultimately I think the Chargers are just too overwhelming right now. Yeah, I think if this was in Denver, uh, I think it'd be a closer game. But since it's in the uh, the L.A. Football Chargers Stadium, I think I think the Chargers are gonna are gonna destroy them as well. Um, but yeah, the Broncos they've looked okay, but Chargers Chargers have a really good run defense, so I think that's the difference maker in this game. You know, uh, the Chargers. Run- able to stop Lindsay and, and now that Freeman's back too, uh Freeman as well so uh forcing Keenum to make plays and when it, when it comes down to uh to Keenum you know I don't, I don't think he'll be able to keep up with Rivers uh and, you know Rivers has 21 TDs and four picks on the season so so he's playing very very clean football this year so uh Chargers pick for me fair enough likewise and uh just a a quick stat i guess in in defense of the broncos although i think these are these are uh old you know back in the day numbers i guess but the the chargers have lost 11 of the last 14 games versus denver including the playoffs so the broncos Mm -hmm. have certainly um you know paid manning brock osweiler of course let's not forget uh of all the prestigious uh, quarterbacks there in the broncos history um, but they, you know, they've really had uh, Philip Rivers' number. If I don't think I'd pick the Broncos if this was in Mile High, although I think it'd be a tougher decision for me. But this one being in LA, uh, the Chargers playing the way that they're playing, I, I totally agree. I think they, uh, I think they beat them up here. Let's move on to uh, the next three games. I'm very excited about. This is going to be, you know, kind of a semi-interesting morning, semi-interesting afternoon. But the Saints-Eagles game on the afternoon slate and then, of course, Sunday and Monday Night Football, I think, are our best games of the week here. Uh, we have the Saints 8-1, and one, one of the hottest teams in the, in the NFL, hosting the 4-5 and five Eagles who got stunned last week at home versus the Cowboys. And the Saints have an eight-game winning streak, which is the longest active streak in the NFL, of course. Of course, the Chiefs and Rams, who we'll get to in a second, are both a game better because they haven't had their bye yet. But the uh, the Saints have been on fire. Basically, they lost opening night um, and have run the table since. They're absolutely on fire right now. Uh, either one of you guys make a case for the Eagles here? No, no, I'm picking the Saints. <laughs> the Saints are at home. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not making. I mean, I think I think the, the only case that can be made for the Eagles is that they're they're you know improving offense keeps things close. Uh, but Jesus Christ, the Saints. I mean what more can you say about, you know, just how ridiculous their offense is. And, and just, it's important to remember that Philly, Philly's defense gets a lot of credit, but they've actually struggled against the run and they couldn't stop Zeke Elliott uh, uh, last game. And that was without uh, the Cowboys basically had no offensive line. 
uh, and Philly couldn't do anything against Zeke. I think they get completely shredded by the Kamara Ingram combo. Um, and then I think uh, uh, the Eagles secondary also is incredibly depleted. Um, and now they have go from Dak Prescott to Drew, Drew Brees. Um, so, so no, I think, I think, I think the Saints score a ton of points in this one. Uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be up to the Eagles offense to keep it semi-close. Yeah, I, think, I don't think the Saints are going to be losing a game for the rest of the season, including the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? If you stop the run, then you have Drew Brees throwing around the field. So which way, you know, pick your poison there. Uh, I, I saw an interesting tweet about uh, after the Eagles game last week, uh, somebody tweeted saying that the, the Eagles last, the Eagles team from last season would just destroy the Eagles team this, uh, this season which would just be kind of a funny thing to see the Eagles play themselves and <laughs> to, to see the like, difference from last season to this season. Um, but yeah, that Daniel said it all uh, with the Saints. Easy pick here. Fair enough. I, I also agree. And a big part of this too, I would pick the Saints anyway. I've been riding the Saints train since the preseason. Uh, the Saints and Chargers were my preseason Super Bowl pick. But um the Eagles also uh, lost Roby and uh, Jalen Mills in the secondary. They're not going to play this game. Michael Thomas is unstoppable anyway, but now if you don't have anyone to try and stop him, um, <laughs> the Saints at home can beat anybody in the NFL, in my opinion, and uh, I, I just don't think the Eagles have a chance in this game, so I'll take, I'll take the Saints as well. Two more games here on the slate. Sunday night football. This one could be interesting. Um, the Chicago Bears, who have been pretty surprising this year, Six and three atop the division uh, face the divisional foes, the Minnesota Vikings, the Bears six and three, the Vikings five, three and one. Uh, the battle for first place in the NFC North. Who do you guys have? Early. First up, uh, Bears. I can't believe both of you guys are picking the Vikings. It's quite interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what you guys have to say, your thoughts on that. But, yeah, I'm picking the Bears. The Bears offense looks Better and better each week. Uh, plus, the defense has Khalil Mack back. Holy cow. So, the defense is, I mean, this defense playing at home, too. Man, uh, the Vikings have been so up and down this season, too. I don't like, I just don't like Cousins as a quarterback, at least not yet. I'm rooting for the guy. You know, I don't have any personal <laughs> vendetta against him, but I just, I just haven't been impressed yet. You know, he has... It seems like he has fantastic mechanics and he has the skill set of a really good top QB. But right when the game script gets a little shooken up and right when the defense gets in his face, he just can't make plays. You know, he just doesn't have that indescribable Aaron Rodgers quality to just make amazing plays on his own. You know, at, at least not yet. Um, so, so yeah, the Bears, their offense looks fantastic. You know, they're getting better and better every week, so... So the Bears, for, for me, for sure, I can see Khalil Mack getting in Cousins' face and, and really shaking up uh, Cousins uh, in, in, the, in the pocket there. So got to go with the Bears. I'll, go, I'll, I'll provide the counterpoint to that with the, with the Vikings. Here are the, so the, the Bears have won six games. Here is who their, their opponents have been. The Seahawks, oh the Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals, Bucks, uh, Jets, Bills, and Lions. And that's Lions, Lions of Week 10 Lions. <laughs> Um, so needless to say, I'm not, I am not all in on the bears. I just, I haven't, they haven't proven that they can beat superior opponents like the Vikings. They lost to new England. They lost to the Packers who aren't even that good. Uh, they lost to the dolphins as well. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, and I think, 
you know, I actually agree with everything you just said about Cousins. I actually don't think he's that special, to be honest. I think he's kind of a mid-level NFL starting quarterback. Uh, but I certainly don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to be able to muster much, much against the Minnesota pass, pass rush. I think they're going to force a bunch of turnovers. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I think Trubisky is going to have a tough time in this one. And Minnesota's healthy. They're coming off a bye. They have both of their – they have Thielen and Diggs are both playing and are all completely off the injury report. Um, so, so I think, I think I, I agree that, that, you know, the defense – the Bears' defense is, is interesting enough, uh, especially with Julio Mack in there to keep this potentially close, but I got to, I got to think the Vikings have the better shot here. Yeah. Same way. I will. Uh, I, I, I think this is going to be a very close game on Sunday night. Um, I think it's going to be uh, within a touchdown for sure. Um, but again, I think Daniel hit it on the head for me. It, it, early in the week, we weren't sure that uh, Diggs and or Thielen were going to play. Um, of course, Diggs has missed the last couple of games and Thielen uh, kind of came up gimpy late in practice this week, but it looks like they're both healthy and going to play. And therefore, I think they just, uh, they're going to be too much. Um, I do agree that the pass rush is going to be a problem, but if Dalvin Cook is actually healthy, uh, him dumping out of the backfield, catching yeah. screens here and there. We saw, you know, we saw he, he's able to, you know, take a 70-yard uh, run there. And, and that play was, was the fastest at 22 miles an hour, uh, the fastest play by a running back in the huh. NFL this season here. So um, he certainly has the ability, uh, I think, that, and let's not, let's not throw shade at the Vikings defense who, you know, sure, mm-hmm. early in the season – they were not themselves, uh, but they're getting healthy. Emerson Griffin came back from some uh, mental health issues that he's looks like he's been able to remedy. He's back. They look pretty nasty. This is an absolute must-win game for the Vikings here, uh, who struggled early in the season. I think Daniel's right again that the Bears have a good record, but they're not beating better teams. And I think the Vikings overall are a better team than the Bears. I think it'll be close because they're at home. It's going to be, you know – Sunday night football, you know, you know how these games go in the division and shit. But I think overall, I would put my money on Cousins making it happen more so than Trubisky when it matters. I think the Vikings are going to be better overall. I'll take the Vikings uh, even on the road, be, frankly, because this is a must win here uh, for them. If the Bears win this game, uh, I think it'd be hard to bet against them, depending on, you know, obviously depending on opponent, yeah. but against a much superior opponent the rest of the season because. If they can gut it out in this one, that would be very, very impressive. But I don't think your boy Joy, uh, Jordan Howard is going to be enough here, and I think they can corral him. He's not my boy. Cohen. So, uh, <laughs> so, boy. so we'll see what happens. Okay, let's move on here. We have the last game on the docket, and then we'll get to our fantasy teams. Uh, we have probably the most exciting um, game in recent memory here this late in the season. Uh, it is, uh, you know, we don't need to create extra drama, I guess. Nine and one Rams, nine and one Chiefs. Uh, this game, of course, was uh, originally slated in Mexico City. Uh, the field was deemed unsafe, as I mentioned on uh, a previous podcast. So they have moved this back to Los Angeles. Because of that move, I picked the Rams. I actually had the Chiefs yeah. upsetting them pretty much from the beginning when I saw this game coming up on the slate, I was ready to make a case for the chiefs. I was pretty stoked because I thought it'd be kind of a hot take with Mahomes being a rookie, you know, well, kind of a rookie and all that, but uh, them putting this game back in, in, in uh, Los Angeles, I think is just too much, too much of a, of a lean toward the Rams. I think this game is down the middle 
50-50, and we're going to get to some questions of the week here at the end of this. But uh, overall, I'll take the Rams, and this one is straight up because they're at home. Otherwise, I- I'd probably pick the Chiefs. Yeah, the poor the poor Chiefs got screwed by Shakira, I believe it was, who tore up. Uh, <laughs> was it fucking Shakira? It was it was because of a Shakira concert that the the the, the grass got so torn up that they had to move the game back. So that's freaking amazing, actually. So really quick, really quick before we move on, I I bet football aside, I bet that that concert was fire though, dude. <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly <laughs> sounds <laughs> like it. <laughs> like, can you imagine the amount of salsa it would take to like rip up an NFL like a field? Like, that's incredible, dude. Oh, Holy that was, shit! That was one of my favorite music videos when I was a young high school Absolutely. boy. Just, Absolutely, just exploring yeah. my body. Young right, man. right. Yeah, Shakira is a legend. <laughs> this, is, this is this is going down an unfortunate path. Anyway, so anyway, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. She's I'll bring so talented. It back. <laughs> she is. She's amazing. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I agree with everything. You know, this is like the game of the week, and unfortunately, the analysis is coming back to well, fuck the Rams are at home, and yeah, that's pretty exactly. much pretty much what the argument is. Um. So I think one thing I'll make one statistical point for the Rams besides that is uh, the Rams in particular, I've been reading about their first down efficiency, how they have sort of a record setting sort of uh, offense in terms of what they do on first downs. And the Chiefs in particular are the, actually the wor- or excuse me, second worst in the league on stopping offenses on first down. I don't know if that means anything, frankly, but I have this, I have this sense that this is really why Jared Goff gets to do what he do- does and sort of like, that first down success sort of makes the whole thing manageable for him uh, yep. and why he's able to put up such incredible games, even though I don't think he has the, ta- the same level of talent as the other sort of top uh, received top QBs in the league. Um, but anyway, uh, nevertheless, again, if this was, if this was in Kansas city or in, or in Mexico city, I agree, Sky, it would have been, it would have been a different story, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams here. I'm going to go with the chiefs just because I heart Mahomes. Um, and the, the tiny factor that Cooper Cup is injured, and so I could see Goff, you know, just being a little bit off his game. And you know, it, it, both of these teams are going to have to be perfect to win because it's going to be a, a 107 to 104, I'm sure, uh, the final score there. But um, yeah, this will be an interesting one. You know, the Rams have looked—they looked a little shaky the past few weeks. They haven't looked super unstoppable like they did the first season and the Chiefs they've looked unstoppable all season until they just went into the the, the nasty red zone at the uh or did they where was that game last week against the Cardinals was that in uh, Kansas City or here in Arizona? it was in in Arizona in Arizona in the red zone but anywho um it the Chiefs didn't look unstoppable last week so I yeah I have no idea man flip a coin I'm, I'm rooting for the Chiefs so I'm gonna pick the Chiefs here so I'd like to be I'd like to be clear here I'm rooting for the Chiefs. <laughs> rooting for the Chiefs. I'm, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Rams uh, here because of the the, the reasons I stated. Uh, before we get into our questions of the week and then turn the page to our fantasy teams, I want to just read off some quick stats in this, in this game. Of course, this is not fantasy related. This is like NFL numbers. Um, the Rams are the number one offense in the league. The Chiefs are the second offense, second ranked offense in the league. Uh, the defenses, the Rams are the 23rd ranked defense. The Chiefs are the 31st ranked defense. So pretty much neither one of these teams are going to be stopping each other. And the Chiefs are the number two passing offense. The Rams are the number three passing offense. And the Rams are the number two uh, rushing offense. And the Chiefs are the number seven rushing offense. So this is really just 
going to be an old school game of Madden, dude. I think this is just going to be score, score, score. The punters can probably just stay home and get an early Thanksgiving in. Um, <laughs> but to, to, to Daniel's point really quick, I think that's a great stat. I didn't catch that. So, so uh, good work on the discovery there on the first down stat. I think that's a huge deal because if you get, you know, if you go first and 10 and you get seven yards on a girly run, it's second and three. Gurley's going to pick up 90% of those by himself, or you have any play in the playbook you can play on that, right? right? If you go like first and 10, and then it's, you know, maybe a two yard run like everyone else does in the NFL because everyone expects the run, then you're second and eight, third and four, and then your back's up against the wall. So that first down efficiency is a huge deal. And the Chiefs not being good at that for some reason. Um, I wonder who found that stat. That's very impressive. Uh, but the Chiefs not being good at that, I think could be a, a huge deficit in this game. And what I mentioned uh, on yesterday's podcast, we were talking about the fantasy implications. I'm worried about Mahomes not coming out on fire from the get, because I think the Rams will be, especially at home now. Um, and Mahomes has turned it on late in games and had last, you know, second half heroics. If, if he doesn't come out on fire right off the bat though, I think the Rams are going to put themselves ahead a touchdown or two. And I think with the chiefs, terrible defense, Mahomes won't be able to come from behind there, so that's how I'm going to take the Rams. So yeah, that's anyway. an interesting. That's an interesting point because the uh, the Chiefs have been more of a team, and the Rams have been more of a first half team. So that yeah, that'll be an interesting thing to pay attention to. In this well, game. and we just and we just mentioned it too. I mean, like the Cardinals, you know, di- the Cardinals didn't have a chance in hell to actually like win win the game, and maybe the Chiefs pumped the brakes. Kareem Hunt didn't do anything; right. he didn't have to. Like take maybe if the, if the Cardinals were better, the Chiefs might have played a little harder and blown them out. But it was a close game on the road. The two games that the Broncos and the Chiefs played, the Chiefs won the games, especially that game early on Monday Night Football, early in the season. The Broncos should have won that game. Case Keenum threw a shitty pick at the end to lose it. Um, But the Broncos had a chance a couple times to beat the Chiefs. So I'm not taking anything away. Mahomes is amazing. I'm all on board. But, like, I just – I think that could be the difference potentially. So we'll see. Uh, Let's get into a couple um, questions of the week here, and uh, we'll move on to our fantasy teams. Uh. First question of the week, more fantasy points straight up. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Jared Goff? Let's go with uh, Daniel. Why don't you kick us off here? Mahomes. 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 Curly, you got Mahomes. I'm going to take Mahomes as well. Straight up fantasy points. I'm going to take Mahomes as well. I think some of that rushing could help as well. So we got a trifecta there. Uh, Next one, uh, PPR fantasy points, Kareem Hunt or Todd Gurley. Uh, Curly, who do you have? Curly picks Gurley. There you go. Uh, Daniel? Well, according to the spreadsheet, you have picked Gurky. Gurky. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. I'm not, I'll, I'll chalk that one up as a loss uh, for you. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> Doesn't yeah, count. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take uh, – I'll pretty much take Gurley on that every, every – Gurley against anybody every single week pretty much, I would say. Okay, fair enough. Um, there could be a chance if there's just a bunch of checkdowns because in the PPR league, yep. Kareem Hunt can very quickly yep, you know, have nine, nine catches or whatever, so that could help. But I will take Gurley as well because the Chiefs' uh, rush defense is just not, not doing it. Um, and last but not least, uh, this is a, a pairing. Uh, more PPR fantasy points as a duo collectively. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs or Brandon Cooks and uh, – Robert Woods of the Rams. I'm going to take Tyreek and Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. I'll take I'll take Tyreek and Kelsey as well. So I'm uh, I'm I'm picking Cooks and Woods here. 
Um, if Sammy, if Sammy Watkins doesn't play, I can, I can see you guys winning this one with Tyreek and Kelsey. Uh, but with, with Cooper cup out, uh, I'm going to go with cooks and woods. Uh, just, and just because Mahomes does such a great job spreading the ball to 10 different guys every game. So, so that's, that's my pick there. Yeah. My, my, basically what leaned me to the Tyreek and Kelsey side was less about them and more just, you know, Josh Reynolds is probably going to have 11 catches for 240 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Exactly. So exactly. I thought that had, would, if you had, if you had made it cooks and, and, and Reynolds, I may have had to rethink things, mm-hmm. but, but, but you know, what, what with it being just Robert Woods and all. Yep. I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, also one, one, one thing about so one, something you just said, Curly, Sammy Watkins was downgraded today. So he did not, so don't I'm tell aware. him, don't, don't tell him, dude. He'll leave him in his lineup. Freaking, dude, this, this is, Sky is such a cheater. He's doing something. <laughs> leave Sammy yeah, Watkins sure. alone, Sky. <laughs> also, one last thing about the Rams offense. Wasn't it funny? I'm thinking back to our, our preseason show, Sky. I remember I said something about how not to invest in the Rams offense at all outside of Gurley because there was just going to be nobody, you know, nobody was going to be able to churn out much offensive efficiency. That was funny. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't, 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 uh, don't worry, listeners. We're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, pat ourselves on the back and, uh, you know, eat shit. Um, How many eat shit? How many yeah, shit on, on, on the calls we made and didn't make. But that's what's fun about preseason. And that's why I wanted to do them because no other fantasy football podcast that I've heard of or listened to um, has an actual recap episode where they, they eat crow, you know, like, like uh, actually one person, I got to give a shout out. Um, I'm sure he's listening. So big up to uh, our boy, Mike Taglier of fantasy pros, because he is one of those guys that I think he owns it every time. He's pretty yeah. humble. He's pretty humble when he's accurate and he's accurate more often than not. But he also immediately calls himself out when he misses on shit. And he doesn't just say, oh, you know, my bad oopsies. He basically explains why he picked his pick. And then he says, well, but this happened and I didn't see it coming. That's why I was wrong. Right. And every time I hear him say that, I'm like, dude, you made the right call beforehand every time. But it just went the wrong way. And that's part of what we do. You know, we do a lot of guessing and bullshit. uh, But I I just really appreciate him specifically because – he always uh, owns his shit, and, and I really want to do that on this podcast too. So we've been, you know, uh, excited about the calls we've we've been able to make, and we will also eat crow on the ones that we don't. So um, let's turn the page here and get into our fantasy uh, teams before we end up the episode. Um, let's start with Curly this time. You can kick mm-hmm. us off, and let's go uh, League of Record first. And um, before, while you guys bring up your pages – I'll end this segment once again with six teams on by. So 13 games this week, six teams on by. But as I mentioned earlier this week, not the worst by apocalypse we've ever seen. So it's the Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, uh, Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, New England Patriots, and San Francisco 49ers of Santa Clara on by this week. So not terrible, but certainly make sure that you're being careful with who and who is not in your lineup. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw in interceptions. It just, man, it's We just got our totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly. 
poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. This team is going to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Uh, Curly, why don't you kick it off with last week's um, situation in the League of Record, and then we'll move on to a a brutal matchup. Uh, looks like you have both of us, um, or I've got both of you guys back-to-back, which I'll get to in a second, but why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, I had a tough loss last week, which was unfortunate because I was playing a weaker opponent, um, and I was really hoping for that W because it's uh, next week is going to be really tough for me because I have uh, Mahomes and Gurley on buys uh, and a couple of other guys. So, uh, guys, it's going to be tough to sneak into the playoffs with this team, which is a bit ridiculous uh, when you look at the roster. But, so yeah, last, last week I lost uh, 169 to 154. A close loss, but you know Marvin Jones, O.J. Howard, Kenyon Drake, and the Jets' defense—they put up uh, no points. So that'll do it. Um, this week I play Sky, so you know you got to watch out for him when you're playing Sky. He's—he's he's, you know he likes to uh, bend the rules a little bit and cheat here and there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be a really tough matchup. Uh, God, I w- I've got I've got Kenyon Drake and Matt Breida on on a bye this week. And I now- promise you that helps you. No, I really need Matt Breida, though. Well, I mean, Matt Breida's I, legit. But Sammy, the Sammy other Watkins and Marvin Jones. I mean, Marvin Jones is out now, uh, and Sammy Watkins, he's a really risky play all of a sudden because he's not. He played, he, he had a limited practice last or uh, a limited practice yesterday, but no practice today. So that's not good. Uh, anywho, hopefully, uh, Patrick Mahomes can put up 100 points, and Todd Gurley can put up 110. Uh, James Conner at Jacksonville, a little bit of a tough matchup, but he's still a beast. Uh, Devontae Adams, he just put up 30 points, so that's a good start. Uh, like I mentioned, Sammy Watkins is my wide receiver, two for now. Uh, uh, O.J. Howard, tight end. Marvin Jones was in my flex this morning, uh, and I came home to the news that he is now rolled out, so I'm going to have to, uh, I don't know. In like Traquan Smith or John Ross or uh, I could maybe Jeff Hireman is that how you say Hireman yeah Hireman Hireman sure Jeff Hireman he might not be uh, a terrible flex play uh, but I don't know either (laughs) any of these guys could be terrible plays or they could end up being uh, kind of boom plays but um, John Brown in my other flex spot I'm going to go with the Cardinals defense versus the Oakland Raiders to put up a, a cool 40 points for me this week, hopefully. And Mason Crosby stunk it up Thursday night with uh, one out of two field goals made with three extra points for only. Cool. I'll take it over from here. Uh, of course, we're playing each other. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 32 points. Aaron Jones, 27 points. I've also got Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. I'm going to go with Trey Burton this week over uh, the unfathomably consistent touchdown getter, uh, Eric Ebron. What the hell? I just I can't do it, but maybe I should. Um, I'm going to go do with it. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's healthy now, although I'm expecting 
a uh, you know you know not not a Joe Mixon performance against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, carry on, Johnson. What's uh, real fast? What's what's going on with his knee? Did you I see think that yesterday? Just, yeah, I think he just got bad knees and he 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 funked it up in a in a in a practice, and so he was all of a sudden questionable. And I was just like, oh shit, I almost had to pivot there. Um, because I don't have a backup running back uh, ready to go. And I almost started Marquez Valdez-Scantling last night, actually. And then I got uh, just kind of a late that a late report that Mixon was going to be able to go. So I threw him back in, took out Valdez-Scantling, and luckily I did because mm. he only put up one point. Um, but Joe yeah. Mixon and Carryon Johnson as my, as my flex. Uh, Broncos defense, which I'm actually just hanging on to for playoff um, schedule. Oh, I, I saw uh, that. That's so I'm grab. yeah. So I've got the Broncos and I've got the Bills, um, just because I like their playoff schedule. So I'm going to kind of just eat it on those. I don't like the matchup versus the Chargers, of course, but I'm kind of banking on one of those like close divisional games. The Broncos are coming off a bye; uh, they're going to be strong. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, Greg the Leg Zerline this week. I do not have a choice between my kickers because Goskowski <laughs> is on a bye, so I, I, I get away from the stress there, which is nice. So good yeah, start by uh, Aaron Aaron Squared. Uh, nice start there, and uh, hopefully I can uh, remain undefeated against against Curly. Last week um, I got the W against Daniel. Um, hey. And uh, Daniel, why don't you kick us off here in uh, your side of things here in the league of record? Sure, this is fun. First of all, I just want I want to I want to make a note, of course, about your team last week. So I got smoked by Skyler last week. He beat me. Would you beat me? Two twenty one to one seventy. So I put up a, a respectable one hundred and seventy points and got absolutely shredded. Um, you did not have a single player that had less than ten points, and <laughs> your bench almost would have beat Eugene. You would you, your bench lost to Eugene by one point last week. Please. <laughs> Which is nuts. Yeah, I had uh, on my bench. I had carry on Johnson, Baker Mayfield, and Eric Ebron for a total of about a hundred, uh, about ninety points. Yeah, yeah, and then rounding out with Spencer Ware and Marquise Goodwin putting up ten point performances. So that's great. Um, anyway, let's see. So obviously, we, you all know by now that I lost, uh, despite solid performances from Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon, uh, Packers defense, but not enough. This week, let's see, I'm going up against John Bennett. Uh, I am rolling with uh, – I already got Russell Wilson locked in with 23 points. At quarterback, then Melvin Gordon, Tariq Cohen as, at running back, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald at the receiver slots, uh, Jack Doyle at tight end. Uh, right now, at least, I have Anthony Miller and Dante Moncrief as my two flexes. Uh, also got Chris Godwin down there that I might uh, – now that he's supposedly going to play, I might consider play, putting him in there instead of Moncrief, but I'm kind of on the fence about that. Um, streaming the Steelers D against the Jaguars and Harrison Butker at the kicker slot. And, you, need uh, a, you need a W, bro. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm subjecting. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the, thanks for yeah. the words of words. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sage, sage analytics. You win games, you can win <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, real fast, real fast before we move on. Uh, just with your team name, the Van Buren Boys. I always, I always just assumed that the street you grew up on was Van Buren Street. So that's why I always thought. Uh, that's why I thought Van Buren Boys meant. Uh, but the other night I was watching season eight of Seinfeld. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I watched the Van Buren Boys episode. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, yes. of course. 
Of course. Yes. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, that would be amazing if I grew up on Van Buren Street. That would be spectacular. <laughs> but no, I'm going with, I'm going with the, the, the Seinfeld Van Buren boys. Why don't you flash us the sign? <laughs> yeah, you should have the you should have the sign be your yeah, logo. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we are definitely uh, definitely Seinfeld nerds here on the podcast. So uh, shout out shout out to our Seinfeld homies. Um, really quick, uh, why don't you guys turn the page and Curly, you can kick us off again in the listener league, and uh, we'll let Daniel finish up on the listener league side as we play each other also uh, in the listener league here. Um, while you guys are turning the page, current standings with us, uh, I'm ten and zero. Uh, Curly is six and four and Daniel is five and five. So we're still all in the playoff race. Um, and it looks like, let me get a quick gauge on. So I'm Curly is still handily in first place in points four in this league. I'm in second. Damn it. Uh, Daniel, what are that? you're about six. <laughs> um, <Way> yeah. down. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, way down there. And then uh, we're all kind of uh, middle to the back of the pack in points, uh, points against. But um, yeah, man, it's gonna be uh, gonna be intense. You guys are both good home teams, though. That's good. You're both three and one, <laughs> three and one at home. That's that's solid. Yeah, uh, that's meaningful stat. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the listener, uh, listener, listener league. league. Yeah, the Listener League, and uh, Curly and I play each other in both leagues this week, yeah. and we're playing each other for uh, first or second place in both leagues, which is which is certainly uh, exciting. So um, why don't you go ahead and, ki- and uh, kick us off, and, and then I'll uh, go on your on your uh, coattails there, and then Dano can finish us up. Sure, sure yeah, this is going to be a very stressful week, and uh, we're playing for a lot this week. Um, last week, uh, unfortunately, I lost again, uh, a pretty close game, 124 to 136. And I was playing, uh, was it Drew Missick, who is in first place? I'm in second place. So it was a, a really important matchup. And yeah, it's fantasy football. Uh, it was a close game, but I did not come out ahead, unfortunately. But I'm still 7-3, and three, and I'm still in second place. Um, so yeah, I'm looking good for the playoffs, especially if I beat Sky this week. Uh, my lineup at quarterback, I have Andrew Luck. Not my favorite matchup, but it's hard to sit him. Uh, he is he is rolling. David Johnson and, unfortunately, Sky's boy, Jordan Howard, as my RB2. Uh, wide receiver, Stefan Diggs and Demarius Thomas. Tight end, OJ Howard again. Uh, and the flex, two, uh, two guys that are questionable with injuries, Sammy Watkins and Chris Godwin. So, so again, I'm I'm kind of hurting on flexes uh, uh, for both of these teams because I do have Josh Gordon, Sony Michelle, and Duke Johnson on a bye this week on this team. So um, that's that's hurting me a little bit. But um, uh, then going with the Bears defense against Minnesota, uh, hopefully that'll turn out well. And then unfortunately, Mason Crosby as my kicker on this one. Okay, and last week uh, I played Keith Schneider, uh, got a big win in the middle of the pack there. Um, a couple, just a couple weeks ago, I was, I was three and four and, and, uh, starting to sweat, but I rattled off three in a row, which is solid. Um, so I'm back in the hunt last week. I won 193 to 123, uh, carried by Nick Chubb, 35 points, which certainly helped out there. And, uh, this week, of course, playing my, uh, my nemesis curly, um, you're up five, nothing so far. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's going to be enough though. Fucking um, Mason Crosby. What the fuck? 
<laughs> hey, at least at least he didn't miss can five we, kicks. Can we can we do no kickers next year? I, I'm sick of kickers. They don't. Bro, they I put, don't I matter. Put for, I put it up for a vote, man. I put it up for a vote. We're, I'm gonna. Another... I'm voting differently next year. This is I hate kickers. I'm holding. I'm hanging strong. I, I think kickers are important because they're because they allow some random variability. That's more. That's more. Makes Bro. it more exciting. If you just mm. draft a if you just draft a kicker in the twelfth round like I do, and then trade for another one, then you're set. What's the problem? Well, I drafted right. James Conner in the uh, in the twelfth round. Yeah, well, how'd that work out for you? You know what I mean? Really so, good. Just priorities. I, 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 I took I, I kept Robbie Anderson in the twelfth round, so they're motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and how long was he on your team? <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> Robbie is he uh, is Robbie Anderson playing anymore? I, I forgot what team he was on. Uh, <laughs> Does it matter on the Jets, really? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Bob. That looked good on paper, though. I was actually stoked for you on that keeper. So, anyway, sorry to digress there. Uh, moving on, I have the uh, Hall of Famer Drew Brees, on Johnson. I'm going with Naheem Hines. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Feeling it, though. I've got uh, I've got Chubb and McGuire on by. Uh, my other running back, Rashad Penny, already played, and I just didn't think he was going to do much, which he didn't, so I'm stoked that I – uh, kept that bullet in the holster. Um, but I'm going to go with Naheem Hines. I, I expect uh, Marlon Mack to get completely shut down, to be perfectly honest with you, against the Titans defense. They are number one versus running backs, which is not really a good uh, plus for Hines. However, I think Hines could potentially be the uh, check down guy. So hopefully he gets like 15 catches and pulls a Camara. That would be excellent. Uh, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones are both pretty good receiving options. Vance McDonald, I expect a great um game from him against the Jaguars and Odell Beckham and Mike Evans also pretty talented receiving options in my flex position um I am purposely keeping out my defense uh because Curly doesn't know what I'm gonna do yet and this is uh just a strategy I want to keep him on the edge of his seat so I do not have a defense <laughs> in right now and I have I have no this idea cycle which... lot are you trying to psychologically <laughs> mess with my players <laughs> yeah dude yeah I, I, I mean I can't I can't, I can't imagine that that curly strategy would change depending on what defense you decided to put in there, but okay. Yeah, we'll see, man. Well, you know, if I put in a heavy defense, Jordan Howard's probably going to get more scared. And, you know, I'm not really, I, I just wait until the end there. And I've got right now, Giorgio Tavecchio, my dog as uh, as the kicker. Um, I'm waiting on Lamar Jackson though. I almost put Lamar Jackson in there. So we'll see if I go uh, last minute, but uh, need you. to beat curly need to beat curly to get tied for second place here. Uh, this is a big, a big win. Um, big opportunity here for uh, for the Sky G team in the Listener League. Uh, Dana, why don't you uh, wrap us up here in the yep. Listener League for the week? I'm very excited to talk about this because this is easily probably the most frustrating fantasy week I have ever had in any sport. Ever. <laughs> oh, man. So, so I lost by four points. I lost 147 to 143. I streamed the Jets defense who gave me negative seven. So the implication <laughs> If you, if you follow this logic, the implication is that if I had played no defense, I would have won. So That's painful. Oh, my God, rough. dude. It's rough. And also, his team was so – 85 of his points were Ben Roethlisberger and Zach Ertz. Yeah, That's, the rest of his team was, was rough. Tanked. I mean, Sa- Saquon didn't even have that kind of a game. Tariq Cohen did okay, but everyone else pretty much tanked. But ultimately, negative seven is no bueno. So that was – Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> The difference maker. Negative seven to the Matt Barkley led Buffalo Bills. My God. Okay. Anyway, I digress. This week, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully better times ahead here. I got uh, so Russell Wilson again locked in a QB. 
uh, Joe Mixon and Doug Martin at the running back spot. Um, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams already locked in with a, a big night uh, at the uh, wide receiver spot. Uh, sadly, Jimmy Graham at tight end, who put up a massive two points before breaking his thumb and is now done for the year, probably. Um, two flexes right now, Kenny Galladay and John Brown, uh, streaming the Colts defense uh, against Tennessee and Jake Elliott at the kicker spot. And let's see, rolling, who do I got? I'm playing uh, Matt Collier, who somehow is three and seven. His team's actually quite good. I don't know why he's three and seven, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah, he and, uh, he and I played each other in the championship last year. He definitely he definitely uh, is a legit player. He's caught some rough breaks. Yeah, he has had some rough breaks. So I'm looking at his line. He's projected to beat me by about 10 points right now. And his, uh, let's see, he's got Carson Wentz, uh, Todd Gurley, Peyton Barber at the running back, Tyler Lockett and Tyler Boyd at the receiver, Travis Kelsey at the tight end. Larry Fitzgerald and Jared Cook at the tight, at the uh, flex spot, uh, Chargers D and Brent Marr at the kicker of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but he has, I think he's actually making some. I mean, this may be maybe not his final lineup, but he's got Jared Goff on his bench, who I think is a better option this week than Carson Wentz, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, and uh, and Evan Ingram actually a tight end against the Bucks. I think he should be playing him instead of Jared Cook at the flex. But anyway, that's just my two cents. Uh, we'll see how we'll see what he decides to do. Well, hopefully for your sake, he doesn't listen to your advice and uh, you're able to get get the, get the W there. Okay, cool. Well, Well, before uh, I I wish you, I wish you both luck um, except for Curly. And uh, before we, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, the standings so far for the three of us, uh, Curly is um, one and a half games back in second place, seven and three. I'm six and four right on his uh, just chomping at his heels. And then Daniel is five and five. So all of us can certainly uh, make some big progress here this week and points for um, <laughs> Daniel is second. And I'm I'm, tied. I think I'm tied with Missick, aren't I? Whoa, you are tied and I'm two points behind you. That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, Curly, <laughs> I don't even think Curly's on the list. Where the hell are you? Seven and three. What did you just say? What? Oh, you're, oh, you're way the hell. What are we looking at? Right. We're looking at standings. Damn it. And then points against, uh, Daniel has been just absolutely pummeled the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> points against by far. Uh, I'm in the middle of the pack. Uh, and Curly, once again, just not even on here. I think he's a, he's a right end, man. Defense wins championships. Curly, good work. Yep. Good work. Right on. Daniel, get that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah, Daniel's, Daniel's been having a, a tough few weeks. We got to... I'm rooting for you, buddy. I think you, you need you need a w, double W's week. I got freaking three game losing streak. It's yeah. frustrating. Anyway, it is what it is. Fantasy football. That's why I love it. Tune in tomorrow for some last-minute news and notes from Daniel before your uh, lineups are set for Week 11. Remember to email us your start, sit, keep, trade, cut questions, if still applicable applicable to you in your uh, leagues if your trade deadline has not yet expired. To our email, tckpod at gmail.com, and DM us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. Quick note on that before we wrap up. I've been uh, answering as many DMs as possible. We're getting a bunch per day. Thank you for participating. We appreciate you being involved and being uh, in touch with the Instagram. Um, 
but make sure when you're sending us stuff, you either send a screenshot of your roster, let us know if it's standard or PPR, let us know if it's 12, 10, 14, 16 team leagues. Uh, we need some context or we're not able to answer your questions very well. So many, many, many of you have hit us up last minute for your deadlines. Thank you for that. We're all about doing the work. I love answering your questions, but please give us more information so that I can better help you. Make sure to follow our IG stories in addition throughout the weekend. Of course, Thursday Night Football, all day Sunday, and Monday Night Football as well. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week 11, except for Curly. And for Daniel Sancato and Ryan Curly Para, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.